her, so it's not it's not distracting to me at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem like. A- but like, there are some times where like you're like your long, colorful coat that you have. You know, like I've seen you on stage in that. There's a few things going on with that coat. Number one, it's wildly colorful. Number two, it's huge on you. And every, I feel like yeah, that's a a piece that is potentially distracting. Yeah. And I think it's still possible to do well in fun, loud outfits. Yeah. But like, the second I've gotten in my head about like I've I had a really bad set once. Yeah. Thinking about how I made this like really bold. I don't know if you ever saw, I don't think I have anymore, but it was like a gold jacket that was kind of short with like a bit of shoulder pads and it zipped up. Was it silky? It was like, it was like woven when you got really close. Uh-huh. So it was, it was like almost like a fine like thread. Maybe it was kind of silky. Okay. I don't remember it. It was just very like boss lady, uh-huh. hot nineties uh-huh. work uh-huh. coat. Really got the shoulders. Going. And I put it on and I was like, fuck yes. But then I went on stage. I was like, Oh, the coat. Oh, it's too much. And then underneath I was wearing like, I really thought I, I was like on one. I was wearing like a lingerie top. Like this will be a whole thing. But then I was like, no, I'm keeping the coat. Um, Cause I wonder where like lingerie with like a strong jacket. going anywhere after? No, it was just like, I was like, I'm going to wear like a fun. I had a thing for five minutes where I was like, I'm going to wear lingerie tops under nice jackets. Yeah. And it'll be like a fun vibe. And I was like, who? I mean, I feel like that's something you would do if you were like going to get dick afterwards. I mean, I, did I get dick afterwards? Yes. Okay, good. But, but I wasn't, just, that wasn't the goal. Yeah, that wasn't the goal. That was just the byproduct of a great night. Well, and the, but the thing is, is that like, yeah, when you really think about it, some of the best comedy is ugly moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, this conversation all stemmed from, uh, by the time this comes out, you guys, if you're following us on our individual social media, we'll know we're making some fun videos for Squatty Potty. And we shot something. And when we were, when we were shooting it, there was a, there's a, part of it where I'm filming Jess she's sitting in my lap so the camera is right in her face yeah and she has her head turned and the way she has her head turned makes it look like she has like six million chins well the reality is in that moment I did have six million chins and I'm someone who has always had even at my thinnest I'm just Bare, I just barely have a chin. Yeah. I've always found my my profile to be very humorous. I think it looks like a cartoon out of like when Mary Poppins like jumps into the cartoons. Like I feel like from the side, I look like I'm going to be like, okay, governor. Like I just, like, it's funny because I see it just sort of I, connects. Yeah. I see myself like that too, but I'm looking at you and I'm like, I don't see that. From, like, I, I understand that you see that because I feel that way. But when I look at you, I'm like, no, I'm like, I love like the line of your nose. Like you have a really great nose. It's like, so, well, we're all our worst critic. Yeah. And the thing is, is that like, that can potentially get in the way of something great. Like we filmed a shot where you like, you can't argue that I have. Yeah. I wasn't. So when she was it is saying, an unflattering, she shot. was saying like, Oh God, that's hideous. I need a, I, oh, oh, if I only had a chin, you know, and she's like saying all these things about herself. And there's, there's always a part of me that, uh, you know, obviously was like, don't beat yourself up. But then I'm just like, well, you do have chins in this moment, but and it's so mind, funny. But it, and it's so funny. All I kept thinking about is like, Oh God, it's so funny. It's so funny. You know? And then I put myself in her, her shoes and I'm like, well, if I saw myself like that and I saw, you know, cause anybody in that position, Turning your head at this like extreme angle, like you're gonna have a million shins. Like that's just the way the human body is. So I was thinking about myself, I'd be like, oh, I'd judge the shit out of myself for that too. But then I have to say to myself, it's funny. It's funny and it doesn't matter how gross you look, it's funny. Yeah, and, to, and it's one of those things where you also can go, like, if so, especially if something's really funny, 
you can go, okay, people are looking at this and thinking funny too much to even go, oh my God, how gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, even if they are, oh my God, how gross. That's fucking hilarious. And think of all the opportunities we would miss, we have missed. Yeah. Because we've been like, oh, that's unflattering. Yeah. Like I wish, because I've put on some weight in quarantine. Yeah. And I'm someone who gains weight like an Indian dad or something. Like I don't, I gain weight only in my stomach and like, it's just bizarre. It's, it's all, but it's always gone, been it's like definitely that. definitely gone to your boobs too, this, this core. Oh my God. Thank fuck. Like, but like, I wish I could go like, let's fucking put on a crop top. Let's be this crazy character with my stomach hanging out because it's so funny. Yeah. More than I could, you know? If you think about that, that chick in Australia, Celeste Barber. Yes. She's like fearless. Yes. I don't want to be like, eh, she's brave. But like, she's like, that's this what is our my society fucking is, I though. Give that like, a fuck. It, I mean, it's crazy, but like, it is yeah. extremely brave to like, show off your body when it's imperfect. Yeah. And it's like. And it's also hilarious. Like, how she is poking fun at herself and even more so poking fun at the models that she's the ridiculousness yeah. of modeling that yeah. it's like, look how stupid this picture is. Look at how is. stupid these influencers Let are. Let me just show you any person with like yeah. a normal to yeah. bigger body. This, no one would be doing this. I think one of the reasons it's so popular, not only is it hilarious and that's one of the reasons it's popular, but I feel like she is representative of just like a normal woman in the world's body. Yeah. And I think when, when you can see yourself um, on TV or Instagram or whatever, when you see yourself in pop culture, uh, it, it, makes, it kind it, of normalizes. It normalizes it. Absolutely. That's why I need to get naked on yeah, social get- media because because no one with my body. So the other night when you were dancing, yeah. Um, uh, so I, if you followed Jess on us. social media yeah. or me, um, the the other night, so Jess and I like to dance together and because my ankle's bad, I can't, I can't really shake a tail feather like I used to. Uh, so Jess was dancing, uh, in my room and she was just kind of entertaining me and being a maniac, <laughs> being a maniac. But I, I can, it's so wild that I've known you for so you can still make me laugh like nobody else can. Uh. Like it's, I find you the, to be the, one of the most entertaining human beings on earth. So I when you were doing you. that, I was just like sitting on myself. I was like, I'm getting like a one woman show of Jess dancing. And she Which is this clearly year. a red flag of my mental illness. By the way, and then, <laughs> a one and woman show tweeted, for one person. I tweeted, <laughs> that's why it's a one woman show because there's one woman in the audience. That's how I do all my performing, <laughs> only one. I mean, if you could make that work, imagine, first of all, the audacity and confidence, but like if you could survive somehow, like with an art piece, we're like, no, only one person. Yeah, only at a one time. at a time. Yeah. And you were. So, it was so iconic that people would pay an absurd amount to be like the one well, woman. I mean, there was there was a moment where I was like, I'm literally just sitting watching my best friend just be an idiot. <laughs> um, but she was doing this character of this this uh, an aerobics teacher, an um, out of shape, just like aerobics, aerobics teacher. teacher. And there was part of me that was like, oh. And I was recording it and I knew you were going to have a critique about like the way you look and whatever. Yeah. Cause I look like a pumpkin on sticks bouncing around. I mean, I, I cause uh, you know, I know you want to make the joke, but I'm like sitting there. I'm like, this is so fucking funny. And what's funny about it is not that you're an out of shape aerobics instructor. It's, 
your it was just your, insane. It was just your voice and the things you were saying and the amount you were sweating and the fact that you were wearing my fake glasses. <laughs> like there were just so many things, but at no point during it was I like, oh. God, Jess has gained weight during quarantine. Like, I was just watching it, and I was like, she is literally one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. I love you. And I was, like, having so much fun with that because we were just laughing so hard. So that, hard. That I was like, okay, I'll post it. Whereas, like, I feel like there could have been a time or and, a different, a different, just a different day uh, where I would have been like, no. oh, my God, you can't post no. that. We've all uh, done it. We've all yeah. gone, don't post that. I mean, there was that one day when you were doing VR and I posted something of you and you were upset about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And oh my I God, and then my period came the next day. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's all so clear now that why I got I upset. I was being emotional. But it's like, you know, it's there are there are things you do where I'm like, you're you're just so, so funny. And when you were working out, I was like, you know, I know you're always like looking for a workout that you like doing. Um, and I, as, as someone who's, you know, severely codependent, I'm like, I just want Jess to be happy with her body. And if she could just find a workout that she likes when you were doing it, I was like, fuck, I'll do this with her every day. If this is what makes her work, work out and makes yeah, her happy. I was like, happy. can I just, let's I'm just like, do this like, woman, this so fake aerobics So for me, class. I'm like, yeah, I will have you act like an asshole every day in front of me. And I record it because it's so entertaining to me. I got multiple people, by the way, were like, I would take this class. And I was like, why are you taking exercise classes from a woman who's clearly out of shape? Because, <laughs> because there's, it's more, here, listen, I only follow, on Instagram, I follow a lot of fitness people. I will only follow including fitness me. people. Yes, including <laughs> you. Everybody follow, that's your new character, by the way, you need fitness instructor. Oh my God. Um, Should I start using that account I made a long time ago? Yes. <laughs> then I put nothing yes, on. I was yes. like, funny fit girl. Funny I'm going to use yeah, this to get in shape. That's literally you. Um. That's uh, where I should I do only it. follow people, fitness people whose body types are similar to mine. So that so it's a realistic, if I, if I work, it's a realistic goal. So that if I actually chose one day to clean up my diet completely and work out consistently and, you know, have, you know, a full workout regimen and be super dedicated to that, I could look like that. Like, well, I what am I supposed to just only follow Simone Biles? Like yeah. I, there, nobody has my body type. That's the thing. That is a real thing with pop culture is that like, there's moments where I go. Am I the only person who has this body in the whole world? Like, I never see my body anywhere. I've never, I've never seen your body anywhere. And it is not, I am not saying that as a humble brag. No, it, you, you. I have like trauma fat stomach or something. When you, I remember there was like, oh, it was a few years ago, you were doing like yoga all the time and you were doing, and you were doing uh, CrossFit too. Yeah. Or something Boxing CrossFit in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a year um, ago. And I remember you were, you were in like, you know, some of the best shape of your life. And I felt like you, you knew you were in great shape. You felt really good about it. And you're like, I just want to like, keep going. Like, I feel like you thrive. Your, your thing about working out is there's a degree of vanity to it, but I feel like you really just want to feel good in your own body. I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. And that's where I struggle with the, when people post like, I don't want to be another body positive thing. Is that like, I just like, I see so many things that I'm like, okay, you're just, you never feel bad. Yeah. Never. Like, Come on, please. Are you I, fucking kidding? I start a body negative movement, but that's a whole different Hilarious. bitch. And we need to move on to oh, talking about it. But, but so here's something funny. So we have a friend who's a comedian in um, Cleveland who recently lost a lot of weight. Yes. Um, I'm not oh going to say her name. Cause I, I don't, uh, I, I, 
I mean, fuck it. Mary Santora. Amazing um, comedian. Amazing. She's if you don't follow her, you don't know her. Yeah, follow you need her. To see her. I mean, if she's you're in the extremely Midwest, funny. go see her if, you, if she's anywhere. She's yeah, so she's, funny. she's incredible. Um, but Mary, uh, Mary recently lost 30 pounds. I spoke yeah. to her on the phone the other day. She recently lost 30 pounds. I never perceived Mary. I just perceived her as a thick girl. Yeah. I was never you were like, never like, whoa, there's I was never 30 like, pounds Someone to lose. needs to lose some weight. But she looks so good. She looks so healthy. She feels... She seems very confident. She is so confident. I spoke to her on FaceTime the other day, and she is just like, she has the same solid personality that she always had. There is a part of me that wonders how people are receptive to her as a thinner person in her comedy. Like, because she's now dressing way hotter on stage. Because she's she more confident. cute. But then it's like, I wonder if her, you know, feeling better about her body or starting to be like, oh, I feel like I'm more physically attractive. Do more of those walls of, oh, I, I, that doesn't look good. This, yeah. You know, does that come up more? Yeah, I wonder if that, I wonder about that. So it's like, there's that, there's that sort of thing where it's, it's, uh, can your vanity be a detriment to your to your humor. You know, uh, I saw an old picture of Jessica Kirsten. Jessica yeah. used to be really, really big. Yeah. And, you know, she lost a lot of weight, and I think she's a really beautiful person. Um, but she is one of those people where it's like she makes these faces on stage where, like, she looks scary. And yeah. I'm like, it's so funny. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, you know. And I feel, I don't know how, if you feel like this way with, like some of, like with your sets, but like sometimes I feel like the best sets I've had are when it's like I'm out of my mind and I yeah. probably look like yeah. I'm out of my yeah. mind. There are the my favorite sets of yours are when you're getting extremely physical on stage, ranting and raving, and then like humping a stool. Yes, it's like, a it's a fine art. <laughs> it's you. That is you at your absolute finest. I mean, that's. I miss like I want stools. your headstone for your grave to be you humping a stool. <laughs> What do you do to get out of your head about work? Like, okay, let's say you're going to go, uh, you're doing a late night set. Yeah. Obviously you're on TV. You want to look good. Yeah. What are you saying to yourself? What are you doing to get out of your head about like focus on being funny? Don't worry about. I am, I'm really big on, I will, I will say to myself, it doesn't matter how you wear something simple. Don't you? I'm asking you this. It's like, you look like Julia Roberts, but like, what do you do to get out of your head in case you don't look like a 20 out of 10? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, there's, here's some things that I've been self-conscious about on stage. Um, I have thick legs. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like, I'm I'm a fucking sex machine, but I do have thicker legs. He's got haunches. I am aware that if I'm on stage wearing tight jeans, I literally can see people looking at my thighs. You do you think they really are? Yeah. Or do you I, think I know that's that, like I, a paranoia? It's not a paranoia. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I've like I've become acutely aware of it. So do you go out of your way to not wear? So I go out of my way if I'm wearing tight pants, I go out of my way to wear a bigger top. Ah. Oh. Because I'm like I need something to to do you have any bits about your body where you, they, do you have any bits about your body? I don't, when I first started comedy, I would talk about how flat chested I am. Um, I still have my j- joke, j- joke about boobs where I'm like, oh, this is a padded bra from forever 21. <laughs> um, and I talk about how I want to get fake boobs cause I, I do, but, um, but no, I really don't, I don't ever like shit on my body. 
Well, it's because you're probably healthier than me. Well, no, no, but I well, found that, like... I feel like if I did, everybody would be like, what is fucking wrong with you? You look great. Like, yeah, I'm, aware, which, I'm aware that I have a desirable body type. And for me to sit here and be like, I don't like it. Yeah, for you to sit there and, and be like, I don't, people are like, go to hell. When I even, like, because I used to do a lot more self-deprecating. There was a point where I was like, no more self-deprecating humor. Mm-hmm. And... And I, in retrospect, realized it's like, because for like a month I felt good about my body. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to never be self-deprecating. But like, there have been moments where I'll start to go into a bit about my own body. Mm-hmm. Which like, I have, I have since added tags of like, look, I know that I'm not supposed to be like, I hate my body because God forbid one woman in here is fatter than me. And she's like, you don't know what fat is. But like, yeah. where all of a sudden I'm going to talk about my muffin top and I realize I'm in like a flowy shirt and it doesn't mm-hmm. look like I yeah. have one. Or like... Or in something where I can't even, like, figure out a way to show you. Yeah. Like, show you what I want to bitch about. Yeah, or, like, not, not that I'm wearing dresses a lot on stage, but I, I used to have, like, a really flat ass joke where mm. I'd be like, it looks like I should, you know, if I don't get my jeans taken, then mm. it looks like I poop my pants. And yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm, this bit's not gonna. Yeah, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna work right now. But, I don't know. I feel like I could rant about this forever, but it's just like, do you, do, on the note of the before we move on it we'll take a break and then come back but like before we do on the note of like you noticing like the tight jeans thing do you go out of your way to avoid dressing a certain way so a few years ago I did a show um I was opening for a and Jeff Ross when they were doing the bumping mics tour and I was I was it was the biggest you know it was like a 13 1200 1300 I don't know it was a huge room it was gonna be the biggest crowd I'd ever done and I was talking to Jamie Lee on the phone. She's a comedian. Very, very, very funny. Oh, yes. And I was like, what should I wear? And she's like, frump it up, Nick. Frump it up. She's like, you know, just... It, I think a lot of people, men and women in the audience, they relate to you more when you just look like an average girl. Yeah. Like, they don't want to feel like... They don't want... Nobody wants to go to a show and sit there and look at your body the whole time and start thinking about their body. You want to get people out of their heads and out of their lives. And I think it also works the same way with men. I mean, yeah, like... A thousand percent. No one's going to see Burt Kreischer and is like, ah, oh God, who am yeah. I? Yeah. Um, but, but body 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 presentation on stage is a thing. Um, do, are you... Or do you think about... Like, if you're doing a show somewhere and it's, like, an important show and you're thinking, like, oh, I want to dress a certain way. Like, what is your go-to? I don't know. Honestly, I should have. At this point, I should have, like, an outfit at least. I feel like that it's, like, this is a good outfit in case I do any of the bits where my body's. But I'm just a a fucking nightmare. I don't think about it until I'm in the middle of the bit and I'm like, oh, no, I've made a great (laughs) I think that would be an interesting thing to go through all of our jokes. Well, I also, early on in comedy, mm-hmm. I got more more than one person, again, a small amount, but more than mm-hmm. one person was like, you know, you can't, you don't want to look too hot up there. You got to keep that. You don't want people to be intimidated by you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, oh, I'm in danger of people. Because I don't see myself as hot. So I go like, no one's intimidated by me. At best, I look like... Like a lawn gnome going to prom. But if you also think about it, you're a woman with a microphone crushing on stage for an hour. Men are pussies. That's yeah. intimidating. Well, yeah, because it's like men go, oh my God, she's fucking blah, blah, blah. And then there are women who sometimes go, oh, I'm not. People just start getting compare yeah. mode. Yeah. And it's, but I just remember the people, when people would be like, you don't want to be too hot. It's like, yeah, no, I don't think that, like that's. Yeah, I don't think. That's, gonna that's my yeah. biggest yeah. concern. Yeah. 
no one's going to be like, who's this supermodel? You know, you're like, I got a tight 20 uh, and uh, a relatable look today. But then I do go, do, is it in my head to go, the more attractive my body gets, can I still be just as funny? Yeah. Who knows? Like, I want to get fucking ripped. Me too, but I don't want to be less funny and I don't want to have to like have another thing to overcome to get the audience on my side. Not that again, it's like no matter working out, it's going to sprout a bunch of like nineties fake tits under my chin. But anyway, well, that's it guys. Let us, let us know how you feel about vanity versus comedy, vanity versus comedy and your experience. Like when you're watching a comedian, who's attractive, is that a distracting thing for you? If you're watching a comedian who's unattractive, are you like, you know, oh, that person's ugly. Is, is, is it distracting either way? Yeah. Is it, do you automatically think someone's funnier because they're ugly? Yeah. Like, do you see, like, I used to have a theory and look, people are not going to be happy about this. It's fine. Everything's automatically funnier if you're fat. Oh, a thousand percent. Couldn't agree more. Ralphie May, are you goddamn kidding? Yeah. I mean, the fatter he got, the funnier Chris he got. Farley would have, if he was thin. Yeah. Not funny at all. Yeah. It would, it would have been like, oh, that's fun. You're high energy. Yeah. Like sometimes I think, should I just get, should I just keep gaining weight? Yeah. Um, so funny. You're like, I'm doing this for comedy. For my future. That will be short. <laughs> my short lived life. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back to talk about the movie version of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And we are back talking about the movie version of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And now, Nicole, you said so far, this has been your favorite book and movie? This has been my favorite book and movie, for sure. Um, the bo- I think that book was easily one of the best things I've ever read. I mean, it's a good one. This A lot of people say it's their favorite book. I maintain mine is still four, although I just love them all so much. Yeah. I mean, they're all incredible. This one had a lot of, was it like the exposition like, I feel like a big thing you've expressed is getting to see parts the of world. the wizarding yes. world. Parts of the wizarding world. I love this book because it went so much into the wizarding world and kind of the environment outside of Hogwarts. Hogwarts. The movie, I thought, was... It, it just... L- Got me in right away. I loved seeing the neighborhood where the Dursleys live. Yeah. That I really love fucking amazing to so see. This one they brought on a new they brought on a few different directors throughout the series. This one, this director will now be the director for the next three yeah. or four. Like Th- this director killed it. The, yeah, I loved the way it was shot. Yeah, a thousand percent me too. Somebody in our we were doing a live Zoom uh watch party. So if you're interested with our patrons, we do watch alongs, um, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. And we're all watching the movie. And someone at that beginning scene when they're shooting Dudley and his friends was like, Oh, it's like the sandlot. And I thought that was an interesting That's I it was I shot much that, better yeah. than the sandlot. Yeah, the sandlot's shot old nineties, but like it just had that you could really feel the playground vibe. Yeah. Um, and just the lighting and yeah. the way they shot everything. It was really, 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 it felt more cinematic. Yes. And I thought they did, considering it was only two hours and 20 minutes, uh-huh. I thought they did a very good job of getting a lot of the plot points. Yeah. They did get a lot of the plot points. All of the other movies just kind of felt like, um, we're throwing something together because we know it'll be popular. Yeah, you know what the other movies felt like to me? 
is that, um, and somebody had said this was the case with the first one when they first shot it and they had to reshoot a bunch, like that the director's daughter was like, dad, have you read the book? A lot of those felt like someone was given a plot point. Yeah. And granted, they had to cut some stuff because you can't get it all in. I, again, but this I one stand felt by like, this should have been a TV series. Oh, yeah. I hope, I think one day it will be. Yeah. I hope we are all old enough to have the opportunity to be cast as some of the professors. Uh, yeah. Um, Desperately but, need to be cast as some of the professors. Yeah. You should be Trelawney mm-hmm. or McGonagall. But, yeah, I just felt like the other ones were someone was told, here's a thing we're making into a movie. And mm-hmm. this felt like someone who's like, oh, yeah. Who Harry fucking Potter. loves Harry Potter. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Just, I, I loved the lighting. That's not yeah. a thing. I don't know if it actually is better or if I, I didn't used to be someone who noticed shit yeah. like that. And lately I'm like, oh, just the, the way everything shot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, am I becoming one of those unbearable film people? When they got into the Ministry of Magic, I thought I was going to shit my pants. I thought it was the most incredible thing of all It was all nothing the, like I imagined. Nothing like I imagined. Of all the Harry Potter worlds that we've seen, when they went into that building, I was like, oh my, that's not at all what I imagined. It exceeded everything I could ever want. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was so perfectly done. Oh yeah. And it's like, I just completely forgot the way they did the like flu powder. Yeah. The flu powder shoots that everyone's just, just popping up, up in fireplaces. Yeah. You know what I was bummed about was that we didn't get to see St. Mungo's at all. Yeah. That, that, w- that bummed me out. Yeah. I no feel Saint like Mungo's that was. Would have been such a cool extra Fun glimpse. world to see, yeah. Because um, I really wanted to see um, Neville and his parents. Yeah, with his grandma. I, yeah. I didn't love the way that they justified that with Neville just kind of like telling Harry. Yeah. Oh, this, but I don't want to tell everyone. Yeah. It was like that was kind of forced. It didn't feel. I wonder if they it thought felt like they felt like it was one of those things where it's like we're going to include this plot point just so you know, just so we can establish now that Harry no- Neville knows that Harry knows. Yeah. And, but also, the inference with the prophecy, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff with the prophecy. First of all, Harry actually heard the prophecy. Yeah, Harry the heard the prophecy. He didn't have to be told by Dumbledore. I think that was, that was I actually like that. Yeah. The prophecy didn't include this whole illusion. In the book, it's a whole thing where it could have been Neville. Yeah. You know, yeah, parents yeah, they, betrayed they Voldemort three that, times. Yeah. And there was just, in no, on no planet could it have ever been Neville in the movies. I guess the director was like, let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, let's not be it ridiculous. It never would have been Neville. I think it would have been, unless you know, unless you're deep in the character development of Neville, which you could not have from the movies. No, he's like a side You would have character. no understanding of why that would be a big deal. A big like, deal. Yeah, yeah, That it could potentially be Neville. Yeah. I mean, or that it could have been yeah. if Voldemort had decided to go after Neville instead of yeah. Harry Potter. Oh, I thought the way they handled um, uh, God Daddy getting killed. Yeah. How quick it happened. I was like, yeah, that that was realistic to me. Yeah, because they weren't in the... He didn't have a moment where he, like, was, like, fighting her. They were, like, in, like, wand combat. Talking shit. And then he, and like, the, laughs. And then he laughs. And she gets... She, he just, she just got a From clean shot. Room, she got just got like, a clean shot. That's it. And she... He got a vodka Kedavra. Yeah. In the, yeah. Did he, but he didn't in the book, I thought. He I didn't, thought we didn't know what We didn't, we didn't know what, know what it was. We just know that it, there was a, a it hit him in the, hit chest. In the chest. But they didn't say, because the Vada Kedavra is green. But in the book, they didn't say there was a green light. They just said something hit him in the chest and then, and he then fell, he fell in, into it. But in this one, he got a Vada Kedavra. You saw the green flash of light. And then you saw that moment where he like looked at Harry and he was like, oh, bye. And then he like floated back into Peacefully, that thing. Yeah. Where 
I don't, what did you, did, was that how you pictured it in the book? Or did you think no. he like fell and just disappeared? Yeah, like, fell and plonk, disappeared. Yeah, and fell like, and disappeared. I, yeah, because I think when I first read it, I'm picturing like Wicked Witch of the East with the house smashed uh-huh. on her yeah, where yeah, you just yeah. see like uh-huh. feet, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Um, and then it wasn't important, so I see why they cut it, but there was not even discussion of Quidditch. There was no, oh yeah. Ron had no plot line. I gotta be honest. I was so happy they did that. Cause I, at this point I'm like, we get it. Quidditch is a thing. I don't need to see any more of the fucking Quidditch world. Ron didn't get his comeuppance. And I did think that is one factor among many that played into, and I said this before we started recording, obviously in the movie, Umbridge is like, quote, a bad guy. With the book, there's so many things you get to viscerally hate her. There is never in the history, I wish people who have only seen the movies could understand the depth in which every single person who has read the books, the depth of hatred, every, I haven't met one person who read Harry Potter. Did you, I'm sitting here. uh, I've read all of Harry Potter. Okay. So how much do you hate Umbridge? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is, she is in the series so far. I mean, I haven't read, you know, the last two books, so far, I don't think I've ever met a more hateable person in anything I have ever read ever. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because if you read the books, it's like so many little things you grow to like in your heart feel hatred. And then the movie, you're kind of like, oh, this lady's kind of a bitch. Yeah. But also in the book, did they ever say what happened to her after the centaurs? Oh, she ended up in St. Mungo's? Yeah, she, she, uh. Oh, no, she gets oh, chased d- out. No, Dumbledore had to go rescue her. That's Dumbledore, right. In the book, Dumbledore had to go in and get her. But at the end, doesn't she get ch- chased out by Peeves? Yeah, she gets chased out by peeves. Yeah. Where in this one that you, what I thought was an interesting way, I didn't love it because I wanted to see more of these things play out, but I thought it was a great idea from either the director or someone going, here's a way we can fit in little plot points that we don't have time for. They kept doing these smash cuts of newspapers. Yeah, this, that was great. And you saw a little thing of like beforehand ministry mm-hmm. pissing off the centaurs. Yeah. Uh, and then like, you know, seeing her on permanent fucking what is that dismissal or yeah she's uh, she was dismissed from school yeah yeah that was a, that was a good way of of quickly Be- getting information out because i think other the other movies kind of just like left information out. yeah and this, this was definitely got all the information i'm trying to think of like what they might have i would have liked to see more of fred and george's pranks and stuff uh-huh. oh yeah um, me too they did quick smashes of them they did the fireworks i wanted to see the the castle got turned into a swamp. Yeah, I wanted to see. I thought that was going to happen. Like all of a sudden, the, when she came out of the the owls, the owl test, and she was standing in the hallway, um, and then just fireworks started going off. I thought she was going to be standing in the hallway, and like a swamp flood was going to like come and whoosh her away. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You you wrote this down, and I thought this was uh, this was something that I liked more in the movie than in the book. I felt like mm. when in the beginning, when he pulls out the wand. Oh, right on Dudley in front of his right friends. Right on Dudley in front of his friends, yeah. Because in the book, the, the wand doesn't come out until he realizes there's Dementors. Dudley's friends are gone. So in this one, they're all talking shit. He pulls out a wand, and of course, Dudley's friends are like, look at your dorky, you know, cousin or whatever, pulling out a wand. Because, I mean, if you don't know someone's a wizard, yeah, and you see, you like, see a 14 year old boy out, pull out a wand, you're like, you're what like, a what loser. What are you doing, you <laughs> fucking nerd? Are you gonna just do some magic? But I, I don't know. I For some reason, I liked that. I liked, I also wasn't imagining Dudley like that. Like really? he was like he was kind of like a like a he looks like a little like British straight kid in the way he was dressed. 
Yeah, he was kind of. And I wasn't picturing the neighborhood like that. Like, it, that looked like a real neighborhood in London, in London, like outside of London. Yeah, you were picturing it more what, cartoonish? Picturesque. I was picturing it a little more like cartoonishly picturesque. Yeah, you know, I thought I was thought was funny, and it, it's not a huge plot point, but when they when he brings Dudley back to the house, yeah, Petunia's like dressed in like a slutty dress. Yeah, what was oh, going yeah. on? Petunia was kind of hoed up. <laughs> I was like, why are you dressed like that? She also looks a lot like Molly Shannon. I, I also was very happy that we she did look like Molly Shannon. <laughs> we didn't get the Howler either. We didn't get the Howler, but I, but the way they did the letter, the letter where he was. Uh, Expelled. Expelled. Where it like talks I like, to you. I like that. I thought that was fun. That was a fun way to do it. Yeah. Versus like just having someone read yeah. a letter. Yeah. Because that's, it's hard to make that fun. Yeah. There were definitely like ways that they did things that were kind of more fun. I mean. The more book, magical. More magical. I mean, the book was still great. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many details you cannot add to the, to the movie because there's not time. But then they also had some fun stuff they added. Like uh, when Umbridge was there, she took down all the paintings. Yeah, I love that. They because they were spying, they're on, spying her. on Yeah, that uh, was fun. On her. That was, that, the, the way they did the decrees where Filch kept nailing them up on the wall, I thought that was great. Like the visual intimidation factor of like, like Umbridge, if only, you know, you could understand how horrible Umbridge is from the movie. But I like the visual of all the decrees that she was coming up with. And, like, he just Going kept putting up. up one after another after another. And, like, the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. And how? what did you think about the change of no Marietta Edgecombe t- telling on them? They caught yeah. Cho. They caught Cho. And it, it turned out to be the truth serum. I like that. I thought they dealt with that well. That was, that yeah. Cho, Cho narked because it was the truth serum. Yeah. And they um, were like, oh, no. I, but in my mind, I'm like, Cho, why weren't you just, like, well, Cho wouldn't have known she, they gave her a truth serum. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. then it's also like, so I guess in this, there was no spell on no. the list. No, there was no spell on the list, which that was a fun detail that they missed out on. But yeah. Oh, what was interesting, too, is that Neville can't see the Thestrals in this movie. Oh, in yeah. In the movie, no. he yeah. couldn't see them. Yeah. And in the book, he could. But yeah. then also in the book, he couldn't hear what was going on behind. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. What was the talking when they were in the uh, the in the Department of Mysteries? That little the thing that that uh, Sirius eventually fell into. into. Yeah, the arch. So that mo- by the way, Luna Lovegood casting was she, was that what you pictured? No, not at all. I pictured dumpy. I pictured someone dumpy and kind of unattractive. And I love the. I actually love the casting. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. No. I like her spaciness. Where she's like, yeah. Oh, it's just... But, like, I love it. Hi, Harry Potter. Hi, Harry Potter. And she's, like, very smart, but, like, just... There was something, like, whimsical about her that I just, like, loved. It was really special. She was great. And then hearing the voices. Hearing the voices. Okay, so when that happened, they didn't really explain why I never understood even in the book I never understood why they could they could hear just those two could hear the voices at least in this one I feel like it could have been assessed yeah must be a death thing in the book yeah it didn't make not clear but in this it it made it that made more sense but also there has to be a significance for that if that what you think later in the I think later in the series we'll figure out the significance of that just because she everything's like a nugget yeah I everything's a nugget because it was a nugget in the book and it was a nugget in the film. So Maybe I'm that's like, how oh. wizards do assisted suicide. They're like, bring him to the arch. <laughs> they just like <laughs> sh- just roll shove you him in. back and you're just you float away. You just float away to whatever how, how is. How beautiful next. and humane. I mean, 
what a way to go, honestly. Uh, the and, then when Lupin, of, and then when Lupin came and like grabbed Harry grabbed after Harry. Sirius died. Oh, heart-wrenching. The absence of robes. I didn't even realize there was such so many less robe-wearing scenes. I mean, there were them in there school. There were a lot of in ro- class, but like not a robe. There was a lot of scenes where people weren't wearing. When they robes. cut to Voldemort in like a Business really nice suit? black suit, yeah. I was like, no, that was that was kind of like, ugh, come on, just keep the fucking robes. That's I mean, they're wizards. We and then know I, they're wizards. Like, I, yeah. And then I felt like all the every time it showed everyone like in a sweater, I'm like, what is this? Like sponsored by Old Navy? Yeah, like, it felt so Old Navy. Yeah, like it, so, so, somewhere point, between Old Navy to the and the point Gap. where it was almost distracting. Like Hermione was wearing like a striped T-shirt. Ron was wearing a striped T-shirt. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, here? it was very much like like have Hermione wear something cute. Like on camera one hundred and one of like wear something with bright colors, but not too small of a pattern, not too small of a print. And blah, blah, exactly. No, I was like the co- the person who did costumes for this should be fired. Yeah, although Umbridge's outfits, I will say, nailed it. They nailed Umbridge. Yeah, they nailed Umbridge. Absolutely nailed it. Um, I I I was a little bummed out that we didn't fully understand um, the importance of uh, I I didn't I didn't understand it completely in the book either. But like why, um. Uh, what's it called? Hagrid brought his f- fucking brother back. Like it, Hagrid is normally his brother was like a runt in the book. Yeah, his brother was the runt of the giants, and he's yeah. getting beat up. Yeah, but th- I didn't understand that in the movie. Yeah, I, it was in the in the book. I was like, I don't think that's. I still think it's kind of weird, but in the movie, I was like, okay, now this literally is. I don't there's understand. There's no point. There's yeah, no yeah. point. Like we didn't need Grop in the book. And we didn't get the full story of like Hagrid's. I feel like you didn't really feel his. I wish they would have cut to. Yeah. You know, a scene of him. Of him in the mountains. And like, Madame. Yeah. What is Madame it? Pomfrey. Or no. Madame, uh, Madame Marguerite. I want to say Madame Marguerite, but that's a dominatrix that Her I've interviewed. Her name is Marguerite. Um, you guys know. The yeah, Bobaton lady. The, the Bobaton lady. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I wish I, but also the CGI. It's so funny. Looking back to however mm-hmm. long ago that was on the giant is so mm-hmm. silly. Um, yeah, and then that, they didn't, they didn't talk much about the OWLs. They yeah. Didn't, like the importance the of them, the weight of them, the horror thing yeah, yeah. of like him wanting to be an horror and McGonagall being like, if it's the last thing I do. Oh, and McGonagall had such a weak story in this. Yeah. Like it wasn't fun. The whole, you know, McGonagall coming to the rescue of Hagrid, of Hagrid and, and then just like stunners to the chest. Yeah. That, but then again, we didn't see St. Mungo's at all. So she wouldn't have gone to St. Mungo's to, you know, to recuperate, to get better. Yeah. I would have liked to see that like up on the astronomy tower, taking the test, meeting the people who run the tests mm-hmm. and having them be impressed. First of all, you don't get the Madam Bones being impressed about his Patronus uh-huh. in the trial. Oh, that I missed that. And then you don't get someone else going, can for a few extra points, can you produce a full Patronus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would have, I would have, I want to see Harry drop dicks as much as he can. Yeah. And no, there was no... I, I understand that it doesn't really move the plot or anything, but like none of the prefect stuff. There was no prefect stuff. And you it, re- it, yeah, it didn't. I. That makes me think it's just a detail that establishes the world more than it's a major plot point. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think it's just kind of. Oh, and there was no Percy at all. He was in it, but they don't address this is no, Percy. Yeah. Nobody says anything. Yeah. Nobody talks there was about never, Yeah. Oh, how they're still talk not to the talking family. to the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the ending where they capture the um, Death Eaters, that there was none of that. Where they catch, catch Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. They don't even get caught in the movie, yeah. do they? No, they don't. 
I mean, they might. We don't know. It's not clear. Yeah, they don't do the. There's not not the big scene with him like talking shit to Malfoy about how his dad and he's like, oh my dad, it's gonna break out anyway. There's no Dementors. Really, there really wasn't. There was there was none of that was established. But like, I mean, Lucius, Mm. luscious, Lucius, luscious. What did you think about him um, handing over the prophecy in this? And then Lucius ends up dropping it. I, I I mean, they were both fine. It wasn't, it was, I wasn't one way or another that I, they were both fine. And was the, that hall with all the prophecies, was that how you were picturing it when you described it as like the mask place? No, I pictured it. I pictured everything more, more understated. Even for the Department of Mysteries, I pictured it. Uh, or no, Ministry the, of Magic. The Ministry of Magic and the Department of Mysteries. I the pictured Ministry everything Magic, far more understated. I, I pictured like, it more Diagon Alley-ish. I think I pictured uh, initially, before I ever watched it, I think I pictured um, the Ministry of Magic much more boring government Same. bureaucratic looking. Bureauc- yeah, like a... Like, like a, a courthouse. Like a CIA kind of... Bi- like a courthouse, totally. Like the downtown LA courthouse. Like where I it's didn't just picture like, those black marble Yeah, like they fireplaces. were so extravagant. But you know what? I loved it. Oh yeah. I was so satisfied by it. I did not I did not picture that at all, but what they gave me was it's I still loved what I saw in the book. Yeah. But I absolutely fucking loved what they did in the movie. Yeah. I that mean, felt magical, truly. I mean, yeah, no, it really set up this whole magical world. But yeah, then I thought it. Th- oh, they- and no, no reader, no Rita Skeeter, no quibbler. Yeah, no quibbler. The quibbler doesn't exist. He doesn't get this redemption. You don't really hear how badly the Daily Prophet. Yeah, you, you the have fake no fake news yeah. quote. Yeah, you have no idea the effect. You have an idea somewhat of the effect that had on Harry. I think there's like it, a sentence mentioned. Yeah, but like in this in the book, it's like this recurring plot. Yeah. Oh no, Dobby. No Dobby. What do you think of creature? I mean, we barely saw him. Yeah, but. barely saw Creature, but what a... I, ugh. Creepy. Creepy. And then also, in the movie, Phineas Nigellus is pictures blown off the yeah, blown family off the tree, map. which I yeah. don't think it was. And yeah, we didn't no. see him really in a photo, did we? No, in a not painting? at all. There we was no Phineas Nigellus at all. Which is a bummer. I loved uh, um, Dumbledore leaving his office when he's like, I'm not going to ask again. Bye. Oh, yeah. And th- oh, this was different because in the... In the book, he, like, stuns everyone immediately mm-hmm. and then bolts. But this one, Fox just swoops down. He's like, all right, bye, Fox. <laughs> Bam. Great. I thought it was done so well. Both, obviously, very satisfying. Yeah. Movie. I, I was so satisfied with the way they did a lot in this movie. Was there anything that you were like, I really thought that could have been done better with this movie? <sighs> Let me think. No. I would have liked more Luna Lovegood. I got to be honest. I really. It's so funny because in your in the when we read the book initially, like I mean, yeah, she seems fun. I don't know why she had her whole a chapter yeah. after. And I'm like, I would want. I want to know Luna's now journey. Now that I now that I have a visual of Luna Ugh. and her spaciness, I'm now completely enthralled by Luna. Just oh, I also loved how fucking much of a G Jenny is in the movie. Yeah, she's like, a badass. Oh, she's a badass. Like she's more badass than everybody in her family. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I was I was living for that. And you like the casting of Jenny? Yeah, great. Yeah. She's she's a she's a she's a a beautiful girl, but it's not to the point where it's like nobody nobody in the movie, oh, uh 
Bellatrix. I mean, Bellatrix was strange. I mean, Helena Bonham Carter. Helen Bonham Carter is. You didn't know that was coming. I didn't know that. And was And you coming. were like, "Is that Helena Bonham Carter?" I was like, "What do you think of that?" I think she is one of the most exquisite creatures on the planet. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Oh, our friend Jamie, yeah. I don't She got chills when we just said Helena. Yeah, Bonham I can't. I, mean, I think she is. I'm getting chills now. She is stunning. But yeah. there's no one. There's been no one in the series so far where it's like, but you're like a distractingly beautiful person. Like everybody's beautiful or attractive or like appeasing to the eye. But like, dude, that casting for Bellatrix. Um, mwah, so good. Oh yeah, I mean she's so, so good, good at bringing to life that like that that darkness, that darkness, like, that that um the insanity of the darkness. The, yes, you, you know the deranged nature of her. <laughs> yeah, just fully. I mean, she's always been great at doing dark yeah. characters. Yeah, and, like yeah. I, but I there do, was also moments where she had like moments of humanness too, which was nice. Yeah, she had moments where she was like watching something that was happening with Harry. I can't remember. And I remember her. I was like, oh, when he was upset that Sirius died, she had a moment where she was watching Harry and it was like she was almost affected by it. Wow. How upset he was. And that made me so much more interested in the character because in the book, she just seems so evil, so evil, that just she has like no, just like emotion. insanity, like crazy loony bin. But I loved what she brought to the character. Like yeah. I thought they were, the, the character had so many more dimensions than the book. It's so, I mean, absolutely. And I thought, um, it's so funny that you mentioned like, no one's like distractingly hot, which is true. But that being said, I still feel like the main cast of characters, mm-hmm. some of them are way more attractive than I pictured them when I first read the book. Couldn't agree more. Hermione? Yeah. Like, I literally read the book and I was like, I could play Hermione. Yeah, I was picturing, I was picturing a scarecrow. <laughs> Big teeth and foofy yeah. hair, like, like a, like a, like a, um, what's a caricature. Like, yeah. it, she sounds like a caricature of a girl. Yeah, and then you, it's Emma Watson, who's yeah. like, very stunning. Pretty, very pretty. But they don't, they don't overdo her in the book at all. Like, you know, when they, when she got dressed up for the Yule Ball, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, murdered it. Yeah. Um, but, oh, and I thought the uh, Dumbledore's army was well done. Oh, that was great. When he's yeah. like, oh, nope, it's mine. Yeah. You know what was a very small detail that distracted me? Harry's hair was very well cut in this movie. Yes. And that is so not Harry Potter. Yeah, I It's agree. Like such a big thing that his hair is always, yeah. he cannot fix his hair. It's like yeah. a mess. And I was like, I can't. Stop looking at his... He looked like a dork to me just because his hair was lined yeah. up. <laughs> this time I was kind of like, ooh, Harry could get it. Yeah. Like, he looked so grown up. Harry's getting hot. And also, the Weasleys are so tall. The twins. Also, the Weasleys, I gotta be honest, when I saw them and they, they've done grown up, I wa- I saw them when they first came out on screen. I was like, oh, yeah. Weasley. me. I'd let them spit roast me, too. Yeah. They're hot. What's funny is in the book... Ron is supposed to be super tall and lanky. Yeah, and he's not. And that kid just like... I'll be honest, I can't stand Ron in the book or the movie. Are you kind of glad that they... Mm -hmm. You just think he's such a bitch. He's a bitch. He's just a fucking... You're not a Gryffindor, you cunt. I would have liked to see... Ginny, Gryffindor. Yeah. Twins, Gryffindor. Hermione, Ravenclaw. (laughs) End of story. The fact that she's she's a Gryffindor, I'm like, no, Hermione, you're the fucking smartest person in the book. I mean... Yeah, it does shock Harry's a Gryffindor. Harry's a Gryffindor. Where? What is Ron a Hufflepuff? Yeah, Ron's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, Ron's not that good at anything. I would have liked to see the dynamic of him being a prefect over Harry, but more importantly, I think a, th- a thing they missed that in the book for me, 
you really got to see this fucking moody, cunty, angsty side of Harry. Yeah. Like he was a, you didn't you didn't get pissed. how tortured Harry was by so much. Like in the book it was like Harry like Harry you felt the weight of the world on Harry's shoulders. Like in the, in book. the book you picture Harry as like that emo yeah. the emo brother in uh yes. Wedding Crashers yes. who he's just like, You don't get you it. You don't get it. You don't get me. Like that that is how Harry is in the book. And that they like a little bit but you didn't really get like you didn't get like this like angsty pubescent you know harry that was in the book yeah and i missed that yeah i was bummed about that but so far this is favorite book and favorite movie favorite book and favorite movie no question about it who is okay i'll ask this we're moving forward we know nothing about book six Mm -hmm. by we i mean you it's Um, a half-blood prince so what, oh, what do you, okay, name alone, Half-Blood Prince, spit out, what, who, what is the Half-Blood Harry Prince? Harry is the Half-Blood Prince, but I don't know, I mean, like, I don't think all of a sudden there's going to be, like, royalty, like, I don't understand why Harry would be a prince, but, yeah, But I you guess, think it's definitely about Harry? Yeah, it's definitely about Harry. Um, who do you think we're going to see... I think in this book, I heroic thought it was going to be in this from... book. I thought in this book it was going to be Sirius going bad in this book, but I think Sirius will go bad in this book. I mean, not Sirius, uh, Snape. Right. Can't believe you just called Sirius. I know, Snape bitch. Serious. Do not get me started. I will fuck up every name for the rest of this fucking. You podcast. think this is when we're going to Snape's going to go fully to the dark side? Yeah, we lose think, Snape in this book. I, we, you think? I think we lose Snape in this book. Lo- quote, not lose, quote, 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 lose Snape. He goes Snape, over. He but... goes over to the dark side, and then I think at the end of the book. I think this book he goes bad, and then the final book he comes back over to the good side. Oh, you think he's going to come back? Maybe. I don't know. Hilarious. I uh, think the animosity... Um, oh, I love the way they did uh, when they were doing... Um, Occlumency? Occlumency. Uh, the when, when Harry saw into Snape's mind like that instead of needing the... Uh, the um, Oh, the pensive. The pensive. They didn't need that in the book. And they, the way they did it in the movie was great. Because that made me happy that, like, how tough Harry was. That, that he, he could got get back into, in yeah, That he could get into Snape's mind. You know, they didn't really have that, that him really having to deal with or, like, overcome the, the fact that his dad of, was yeah, a dick. Yeah, his dad isn't who, yeah. That was a bummer. That was a bummer. But I think in that, there was a taste of it where you're like, oh, Harry's dad was a fucking dick to Snape. Yeah. But and there wasn't yeah. enough of how it weighed on Harry. That he's like, oh, this whole time I thought my dad was I thought a goddamn, Snape was just know, being a dick hero, saying he's yeah. an asshole. You know, two very small things that I, I want to, that they're just little additions that were in the movie that I thought were great. When Umbridge is getting carried away by the centaurs and mm-hmm. she's like, tell Love them it. to put me down. And, and he goes, or tell them tell I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm harmless. And he, he goes, I must not tell lies. Yeah. I thought that was a that great was, addition. Love that. And then, Right before Sirius dies, when they're both dueling, and, yeah, together, and he hits someone. Harry hits someone. He goes like, "Good one, James." Yeah, like he just, oh, that, oh, my heart, that my heart. Oh, I fl- I fluttered. It fluttered on that one. Ah, uh, but okay. You so you think Harry's the half blood prince? We're gonna lose Snape. Any heroes you think are heroes? Any any people you think are gonna have a fun heroic, even if it's small, like come in unexpectedly and somehow save, save the, the day. day. Neville. Neville? You think yeah. Neville? Okay. Neville's, Neville's going to have a fucking G moment. Because I, I feel like we're building up to that because you saw it when he, in the book, you, you there were, it was, I think, more, um, it was better represented. But him, his powers growing as a wizard of him getting better and him working really hard in Dumbledore's army. Um, and now I think 
yeah, I think Neville's going to have a breakout moment. The moment when he was like, he's like, Bellatrix Lestrange, you're my parents. Oh, you're, oh, I, your parents. I fucked up your parents in the movie. And he was like, now your death is about to be avenged. Expelliarmus. Um, I love, like, I love, that was just a moment where I was like, Neville's got the balls. The balls are there. He that's that's the moment that you up. go, oh, he's a Gryffindor. Yeah, he's a Gryffindor. Yeah. He just needs the skills. He just needs the skills. Yeah. He just needs, you a know. A little confidence. You know, the whole, uh, you know, being able to put up a Patronus, you have to be able to really hone into a happy memory. Yeah. And then being able to cast an unforgivable curse, you have to really want to do it. And I think Neville has that. I think Neville has um, the ability to tap into things if he could just figure it out. Yeah, he just needs to get the like technicals of yeah. the spell. Yeah, well, he's a little bit stronger. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and then obviously we're gonna have see some new defense against the dark arts. Yeah, wild guess of who it is, or is it a new character, or what do you think? Who the defense of the dark arts teacher yeah. is gonna be? I gotta be honest. I think it would be really fun if they finally just gave it to Snape. That's funny. And then in the book, did we, we didn't get any info on how they did on their owls, did we? Oh, you know what would be interesting? If somebody from the order became the dark arts teacher. Like, who's in the order? Kingsley, oh, Shacklebolt, Tonks. Tonks. What if Tonks. Or if the real Moody came on. Yeah. Because yeah. he hasn't been on. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for this next book. Yeah. I'm really excited, too. Uh, I, th- I think that's it for the episode. On the note of the next book, we're taking a brief palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole will be traveling back home and taking care of family and we're going to do some fun stuff in between. We'll probably do some pop-ups, but we also have, you may have noticed an episode already came up. I believe by the time this is out, uh, we're doing the bachelorette. Neither of us have watched it. Mm -hmm. We brought on our friend Leah Knauer. We realize the bachelorette isn't nerd Nerd culture. culture. We are discussing how people can nerd out about something that is not typical nerd. How really you can be a nerd about anything. Yeah. So we wanted to try this once. Don't think that we're going to become a full-blown reality recap. We're not. It's yeah, never no. going to happen. Guys, don't worry. That's never going to be part we're of We're looking brand. at the psychology. We'll have fun with it. Oh, yeah. We're like, gonna what goes into this reality We're going to talk so much shit about these people. And why, why people are obsessed with shows like this. Yeah, I want to understand why people are obsessed with shows like this. And, I have to understand it. And our guest uh, co-host who's taking our nerdginity for The yeah. Bachelorette is Leah Knauer. You may know her from Basic Witches Podcast. She's... Absolutely. She's an incredible person. She's so funny. You're going to love her. And I will be, uh, we're also doing, uh, I will be doing episodes with our friend Samantha Hale stepping in as a guest co-host, taking my Halloween nerdginity. We were watching four of the Halloween movies. And if you know me, you know I don't watch horror movies because I will literally shit my pants. So I may be wearing a diaper to ingest those. But just keep a look on your timeline. Those are uh, fun stuff all coming up. If you want to join the Patreon, get on live watches. Other fun stuff, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Um, Head over there. We will be back with Half-Blood Prince fairly soon. Probably at some point in November, I assume. Yeah, I feel like beginning of November. Yeah. Let's say beginning of November. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, you're not going to be gone for the I, election. I don't, it doesn't what, matter. Guys, we don't need to talk about this. Well, in the meantime, get get excited about those extra episodes. Head over to squattypotty.com. Use Filthy20 to get 20% off uh, your shitter and your sprays. And I your- still can't get over that they saw our social media. They saw you just posted a ridiculous picture of me. and On the toilet. There will be more of those coming up. Yeah, and, they, and, and, and it was perfect. Yeah, and they, they were like, like we love up. you. Uh, it happened. Yeah. 
So we're excited. We love Squatty Potty. We want to share that excitement with you. And that's all that is. Not and really find, it, find us on all of our social media, of course. I don't even think we need to say the handles because you know them at this point. And if you don't, figure them out. Yeah, go find it. We're making funny. We're doing silly photos and silly videos for them. But also just in general, maybe see some more of my uh, white woman in dance, hip hop yeah, dance Yeah, I can't. We're going to do that tonight. Yeah. Oh, and we'll also be jumping on Instagram live a lot. We should tell you a time, but yeah. I don't know what time we're doing. Yeah. Uh, from our toilets yeah. and uh, doing some shit talk. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see you out there. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye, guys. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>